This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. Appreciate you hanging out with us as we walk our way through the Friday edition of the program. How are you? Wherever you're checking us out on AMI-tv throughout Canada or listening in on AMI-audio, thanks for being here. We'll deliver, we always do, as we uh, bring you another edition of the program here weekdays from 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern Time, live, repeat of the program at 10 p.m. Eastern on AMI-audio and on AMI-tv. Ramya Muthan's with me. I'm Kelly McDonald. It's time to get into our gardening segment. That's how we kick the shows off. So let's do it and bring on Susan Kearney. Hello, I'm Susan Kearney. Join me on Kelly and Ramya for the joy of gardening by using touch, taste, scent, and sound. So it's funny, Sue, because I... Looking quickly at the script. Oh, okay. Larvae. Larvae? Yeah. Oh, okay. But <laughs> absolutely so crucial. Such a discussion point that we need to have here. As today, we're going to get into this conversation with you on um, butterfly and moth larvae. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and it's a busy time in the garden um, this time of year. Because I'm 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 harvesting, I'm planting, I'm bringing things into you know for um, for drying or freezing you know the herbs and um, the planting. So and but when I'm doing all of this, I'm thinking of over the winter, not not just just not just me, but right. um, all the little creatures that live in my garden and other people's gardens. So I leave a lot of the. Uh, the stems, the branches. I will take um, the long leaves of some of the, uh, the the dried leaves of some of the plants, and I will um, bind them up with um, other leaves so that they stand up, and um, the the larvae can can hide in there and be warm, and uh, it's so. I've been doing this for for many many years, and. Uh, I, I know now uh, that you know they're telling a lot of people don't don't take your um, tree leaves that have fallen and put them into bags because you know um, leave them on your on your garden right. for um, cover for all the little creatures that um, hide under them. It's it's their warm homes for the winter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But Sue. So- we get our snow, we get our spring. What does the garden look like? What, how much more work, if I want to say that, is there for you in the spring doing it this way? How much does it decay and disappear? Well, actually, it's, it is a tremendous amount of work in the spring. And I usually do it after um, the fall because then you know a lot of the little creatures have already either become um, like baby butterflies or baby moths or um, bees, wild bees. There's a lot of wild bees. Not all bees live in hives. Uh, many of the wild bees are some of the bumblebees, and I know that today I was, again, uh, it's a beautiful day yesterday too, uh, working out in the garden. I start around uh, this time of year, around 8.30 in the morning, and um, usually uh, yesterday I did about seven hours of work out there. Wow. But there was a lot of wild bumblebees and they were going in and out 
of a lot of the leaves of my, my morning glories, my um, big tomato plants, and they're just buzzing around because they are um, looking for a place to sleep. They do slumber during the um, winter, and they, they do not have hives. Um, these are lone bees. They're wild bees. So they, they will um, sleep on, on the ground underneath uh, leaves and sticks, stems. So it's, it's really important, and it's it, interesting because the, the sun was out this morning, and they were just looking, I guess, for some more food because the morning glories are still blooming a little bit. Um, I have some marigolds that are still blooming. I have uh, some geraniums. So they were just sort of wandering around looking for things because soon they'll be going to sleep. And I just leave the stuff. I've been doing this for many, many years. And, yes, in the spring, it's, it's a big job to clean it all up. But you wait until they have woken up, that they've got their strength back, and if, if they've overwintered or if they have turned into butterflies or moths and then um, – we can start the cycle all over again. So that's what yeah. I've been doing in the garden. Susan, what's the most challenging part um, for you to do this as a blind person? Oh, well, <clears throat> I don't I, I don't have much of a problem of um, putting a lot of the things um, to, um, to for harvesting. Um, I can do all the marigolds on my own. I can um, take a lot of the, the geraniums up. All of that, I can move the irises. What I really did, do need, and um, yesterday, this is why I spent so long in the garden, uh, a friend of mine came over. She's very good at helping me harvest uh, all the things that I have to harvest out there. I think we must have harvested about 10 pounds of mint. Uh, so I have been... Uh, taking mint, I, I put a lot of them into glass containers with some water until never-ending uh, mint. Actually, at never-ending mint, mm. it, it really, it really is. So uh, she helped me do that because you need someone um, to to help you make sure that you're not bringing some, something in that has mold on it or um, doesn't look good, has spots on it, and you don't want to be freezing that or putting it in because um, this is food. So so you, you have to be very careful about that. That, that is one thing that I do need um, help with. And also um, I am, I cut down a lot of my Thai basil and I um, I'm, I'm going to germinate that in um, glass jars, water uh, in some of my windows and, you have to choose ones that have absolutely no seed pods, like flower um, that used to be flowers on them, uh, and and that is rather difficult this time of year for me to actually feel because some of the um, some of the stems and the leaves are dried and they feel the same as the flowers, but you cannot germinate those particular stems. If you cut them off, you can put them in a vase. They smell really nice um, on, on the table, or you know, you can use those leaves for cooking, but they will not germinate. You, you must use ones that have not um, gone to seed, had flowers on it. So this, this um, it, it takes a long time, but uh, believe me, with, with a, one pair of eyes, it, it works a lot faster. You can go a lot faster because she, wow. she can pick out the ones. And then uh, I, I do a lot of the labor, um, putting things into water, putting things on trays. I will be doing the sage on my own because 
um, that I can actually feel all all the leaves. So I'll just be cutting those down and putting them on drying racks to dry and then putting them into um, jars uh, to, to have over the winter. And of course, there's lots of time in the garden, time in the garden. <laughs> it's, um, and, and so I have to cut that down. I brought in I, I brought in about um, oh, two um, big colanders full last week, and probably I'm going to get three or four. So it is busy, um, in you know, out in the garden. I've been taking and it, it must be busy even yeah. when you come inside as you start trying to get everything into its oh, jars yeah. before problems happen or oh, anything yes, like freezing. that. Yeah, you got to yeah. Yep. You water. You have to wash everything. Yes. They have to wash everything, but um, it's it's fun. And w- I will also be planting my milkweed seeds. Now, it, you have to do this before the first frost, So, and, and I never know what Mother Nature is going to do next because last week it was 80-odd degrees, and <laughs> then all of a sudden everything got cold. So it, it, I, I don't know what she's going to do. I'm going to plant them this, this um, weekend, my milkweed mm-hmm. seeds, and, of course, that is for the larvae of the our wonderful monarch butterflies, and I cannot start these indoors. the um, The milkweed seed needs to have natural nature's um, freezing and thawing in order to break down the hard shell um, in the uh, on on the seed, oh. and you cannot do that by soaking it. Some seeds right. you can soak. I do soak some seeds. This That's really one you cannot. Mm-hmm. Because it's not the water; it's the it. cold and and warm. Yeah. Yes, that's it's breaking the cycle it down. Itself. Yes, it's nature. So, so Suze, you'll start this weekend. What what is the process? Well, you take the seeds out, and um, I have a a little area, um, and you just uh, dig up a little bit of dirt. Um, you spread them on, um, and like are there, and then you just cover them up with the uh, with, with the soil, and then I'll be putting a little bit of um, uh, peat on there, and um, then some stems. I will take some um, stems uh, from other plants. I, I don't um, I don't throw those out when I when I cut down all my mint and all that um, and strip the uh, the leaves off. I take all of those stems and I put those back out into the garden um, to, to cover up um, either seedlings or other little creatures that will live under there. And uh, yeah, that's that's what I'm going to be doing this weekend. So there's, as I said, there's planting and there's there's harvesting and there's getting uh, things ready. For um, the uh, for the little larvae to to go to sleep, so it's mm. it's busy in the garden, and uh, that's, that's a good thing. So, well, it's just about this area, same spot. First of all, that you use every year as the cycle goes, is, or do you move to? You have like a couple of spots where you will do the seeding for the milkweed, and what's it like come springtime as those larvae wake back up? What do you notice? Well. Uh, well, um, I won't have the larvae in, in um, this year because uh, I didn't have milkweed this, um, last year in, in the garden. This year I, right. I'm planting it, and um, it needs full sun, so it will be um, in, in the back of my garden where it's kind of sheltered, and the um, and, and it, it, it doesn't get a, a tremendous amount of wind there, so it will be sheltered. So next year uh, we'll have lots of, um, hopefully, um, larvae from the uh, monarchs. I've had several monarchs in my 
garden in the last few years because I've done little pots of uh, milkweed, but I've never actually put it into the ground until this year, and uh, I cleared out a spot, and that is what I'm going to do. I'll also do some little planters full, too, because I like that, and I can put them in different parts of the garden for the for the monarchs we we get quite a few actually uh in our garden which is lovely yes yeah and i'm sorry i I, my head didn't get there that they're not going to be attracted to the seeds kelly we need the milkweed to appear first (laughs) (laughs) and it will come up next spring yes absolutely yeah that's really amazing i i so i just can't get over the busy time um one other thing, is this for you, yeah. the amount of time you're spending in the garden, and I don't mean in the summertime when the audio book is on and you're falling asleep there, smelling everything, yes. and it's beautiful and you can relax. Absolutely. Is this yeah. That's rest busier time. than the spring when it comes to the time or those other moments in the year where you have to spend seven hours or so out there? Uh, I, I would say the fall is probably the busiest, yes. The spring can be busy because you're doing a tremendous amount of planting. Well, first, we got to clean up all the things once the little larvae have woken up and uh, and and flown away or crawled away or wherever they're going uh, to do their work. Um, then uh, I can clear up the garden. But that really only takes about a day and a half. This is different because. You, you you still have live plants, you still have um, uh, mm-hmm. th- things to harvest, and you have things that you must plant at certain times. I've been putting in, you know, bulbs, my seeds for the nasturtiums, and there is um, a time at which... If you if you it passes that time uh, and it's either too dry or too wet or too cold, uh, then it's it's not going to work. And usually I get yes. some things in near the beginning of October, but as I said last week was very hot, and wow. you did not want to put the bulbs in because they would not do well in that heat. So I'm no. doing ketchup right now, putting the the bulbs in and and so on. So yeah, well, it's uh, sounds yeah. like semesters at school, all these tests and all this work and all this stuff. That's but in a wonderful environment. Sue, thanks. But it's fun. Bye. Oh man. <laughs> Uh, Sue Kearney, she joins us every Friday for gardening right here on the program. Always love it. Always learn so much. In a moment on the show, Android 14 is now available uh, to be downloaded on Pixel devices. John Beeler, he'll be here to go over the accessibility changes on our app update next. Stick around and learn something new. Kelly and Ramya return with more in a moment. Hello, I'm Sean Priest. Join me monthly for Sean of the Shed, where I introduce you to all the technology that can be so useful to us as blind or partially sighted people. Find Sean of the Shed wherever you find all your podcasts.